Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Cow Lot, where cowboys and cowgirls shop for hats. The Cow Lot has a history of service, quality, honesty, and integrity. Continuing the Western way of life, how you wear it, and how to preserve it. You're guaranteed to get your hat fitted and shaped exactly how you want it. I'm very picky when it comes to my hats, and the owner, Glenn, and his crew have never let me down. So head over to thecowlot.com, order yourself a new lid, and tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. And remember, you can tell by looking. It came from the cow lot. Today's episode is also being brought to you by Canyon Coolers. Canyon Coolers sells ridiculously cold, seriously tough roto-molded coolers. With long-lasting ice retention and innovative designs, your next and last cooler should be a Canyon Cooler. You may be surprised to find out that Canyon Coolers held ice significantly longer than a Yeti Tundra in a five-day ice challenge. Jason Costello, the CEO of Canyon Coolers, describes himself as an ice retention expert, and that is what Canyon Coolers delivers, ice retention. As I just stated, Canyon Coolers held ice significantly longer than the Yeti Tundra in a five-day ice challenge. Canyon Coolers sells two series, the Pro Series, which is their flagship, and the Outfitter Series, which is their classic original design. Sizes range from 22 quarts to 150 quarts. Canyon Coolers are headquartered in Flagstaff, Arizona, and are constructed of USA-made materials and offer a lifetime warranty. Modern Cowboy podcast listeners can receive a 10% discount using the code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout when completing your order at CanyonCoolers.com. So head over to CanyonCoolers.com, order yourself a new cooler, and tell him Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Today's episode of the podcast is also being brought to you by Perseverance U. Perseverance U gives back with heart and hope to local companies and individuals. Inspired by Stacy, who was diagnosed with cancer in April 2020, my wife Stephanie took the nudge from the Lord and created the Stacy Tea. All proceeds from the sale of the teas go to Stacy and her family. Check out the website at PerseveranceU.com. That's the word perseverance with a U at the end dot com and help Stephanie support Stacy and get yourself or a loved one a Stacy T today. More products will be available soon and all items will have a purpose and a story of giving with the heart and hope. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy.
Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have a, a fellow Wickenburgian, if that's a word, guy that lives up here in Wickenburg. I, I I met Garrett when I was over at NRS, and I can't remember if I shaped his hat or somebody that was with them. I shaped their hat. Anyway, we got to we got to talking and stuff, and he's got a super cool job. One of the things that I've always wanted to have is a badge and a gun. You know, I mean, I've got a gun, but I don't have a badge. So, uh, but uh, his job, though, is uh, not a quote-unquote normal police officer, although he was a police officer previously. He's now a livestock detective. So, um, anyway, we talked about having him on the podcast back then, and for some reason, we just never got it to happen. And this was, man, I, I don't know, maybe, um, I don't know, nine months ago. Or so, or even longer. I don't remember. A year over a year ago, maybe even. Yeah. But anyway, so we got him on now. Super excited to talk to him and hear about his his job and what he does and and uh, and how that whole deal works as being a a, a modern day livestock detective. So, uh, Garrett, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So when I met you, did I shape your hat or or I know you had a buddy with you? I think that was a was a sheriff too or. Yeah, yeah, I had my buddy who was my best man at my wedding, and that's what we were doing is we were shaping his hat for my wedding. That's right. Okay, I remember now. Yeah. Very cool. So we got to talking, and, um, I've, you know, you, you told me, you know, what your job was, and uh, uh, which I think is really cool. One of my favorite movies of all time is Tom Horn, and he was, a, of course, a uh, stock detective, but uh, he was – hired by the Cattlemen's Association, so he was kind of doing the uh, outlaw stuff. But uh, anyway, um, tell us a little bit about how you got into being a livestock detective and what all that entails in today's uh, uh, modern world. Yeah, yeah. So, um, gosh, what I've been with the department for over five years now, or right at five years, but um, I actually ran into my current chief and my lieutenant at a tractor supply store. And I was like, hey, you know, what are you guys doing over here and stuff like that? And, you know, I never see you guys around. I just hear about you guys. And right. growing up, we always interacted with our livestock officers and stuff like that. But it's just few and far between. Um, very small department and everything like that. So um, he's like, you got to go to the academy and you got to become a sworn officer. And uh, then maybe we can look at getting you on. And so ended up going through the academy on my own and then getting picked up by a Buckeye Police Department. And from then, I tested to the livestock, the livestock department, and been here ever since, really. So, And so so you had to go to just the, the regular police department and go through their academy first, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and then, so is there is there additional training to become a livestock officer? You know, and that's, that's the hard part about today's day and age is we don't, we can't find the people that are, are cowboys or know the industry right. to become cops. Um, it's, it's something that is very hard to find. So they basically take you based off your experience and everything and what you know or what you're willing to know and everything like that. Um, right. Because you can't really teach anybody how to be a cowboy. It's kind of what they know and, and you know, how, how they've grown up. Right. And and did you grow up in Wickenburg or where did you grow up? I grew at? up in Morristown, right outside of Wickenburg. Okay, um, it's probably five miles outside of Wickenburg, but born and raised there. Um, moved over to the Buckeye area when I was in eighth grade. Finished out school over that way, and then um, from then on, joined the military and everything. Oh, you did what branch were you in? 
uh, Army and, and still do serve. I'm in the National Guard now. So um, When I texted you before, and then you you I, you didn't get back to me right away, and then when you did, you you said you were on yeah doing, on orders mm-hmm. on orders yeah yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so are are you in the reserves in the army now or? Yeah, army, army national guard. Oh okay, national Arizona. guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been doing that for eight years, and I was military police over there, and I just eventually or just um, reclassed into um, becoming a Black Hawk crew chief. Oh really? Yeah, so that's that's my military career on that side. <laughs> That's very cool. So in, in the Blackhawks, those are those badass uh, helicopters, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do a lot of things. And, and that's the cool thing about them. There's such a versatile um, aircraft. You know, you can carry troops. You can mount weaponry to them, anything like that. And so they, they really do a good job. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so growing up in, in, in uh, Morristown, did you guys – did you have a little ranch there? Or did you uh, – were you in high school rodeo or <laughs> – um, Didn't rodeo much at all. But um, right outside of Wickenburg on the Vegas side on Highway 93, um, we have a ranch out that way and um, grew up, you know, helping out out there as much as possible and everything like that. And we right. raised um, Brangus cattle out there. And then eventually my grandparents sold a lot of those cattle off and everything. And then um, I was able to stick some of my own cattle out there that me and my wife are currently working on right now. Oh, nice. And what, what are you guys raising? Um, we are playing right now with the Angus Akaushi breed, and so kind of crossing those over for those F1, um, trying to work on that marbling and bring that quality back to the market. Gotcha. Now, I, I, I have not heard of that second breed, so, yeah, so elaborate Aka- a little bit. Yeah, so that Akaushi is um, it's that fancy beef you see in those fancy steakhouses and stuff. You pay, you know, $100 for a little four-ounce steak, you know. Right. Um, it's got crazy infused fat all throughout it and everything like that. So um, I was able to work with U of A a little bit and get a bull and um, collect some of their semen. And so we AI'd my four heifers. And so we're, we're going to test those out and see, see what we're playing with. And so when you butcher one, you're going to remember your old part over here at Modern Cowboy, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll send you a couple slabs your way. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, are you guys living in, in Wickenburg now? We li- currently live in Waddell, um, so just outside of oh, Wickenburg, okay. probably 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very cool. So um, tell us about – and now the other thing we did too back then when, when I first talked to you about uh, coming on the podcast is I, I wanted to go on a ride-along with you. And I know yeah. that you, you actually got that set up and, and just, we never did get that, make that happen. But um, yeah, yeah. I'd still like to do that if there's uh Oh yeah. There's plenty of room and plenty of road to travel. So okay. I can definitely set that up again. And and can I get one of those little, uh, those little uh, <laughs> sticker badges? So yeah, we'll outfit you and make you the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Well, cool. So probably can't talk specifics on cases, but, uh, Let's talk about some of the kind of cases that you, you guys work on and handle. Yeah, so we deal with any any crimes related to livestock. So in Arizona, that's um, all wrapped up into um, Arizona Revised Statute Title Three. So it's just actually a couple pages in the, the Arizona state laws. And then re- we enforce all of the, the rules that come along with it. So all the Arizona rules... Um, pertaining to livestock, whether it be entry requirements, you know, if you're a rodeo guy and you're hauling in and out of the state all the time, 
um, you're bringing in cattle, you're, you're taking cattle out, all that kind of stuff. Um, so we assist the state vet's office on that end in uh-huh. enforcing quarantines, um, entry, like I said, entry um, permit requirements and stuff like that. So we, we do a lot of that stuff. It's a lot of paperwork and everything like that. Um, but so, yeah, one day we're going to be in the office helping the state vet. The other day we're out in the field, 30 miles in on a back road, um, enforcing the state laws. So we're all over the place. Yeah. How, how much uh, cattle rustling do they have these days in Arizona? You know, I, I we don't see a lot of it only because people don't want to bring it up or there's not a lot of follow-up on it. Um, really? You know, whenever there's a crime, you have to have a victim right. and you have to be able to, to find the person that did it. Right. So very much so like it was in the old days, you know, you, you, you know, you run up your horses and your dogs and stuff and you right. trap them and you load them and go. Um, and it's not like a normal city where you're on the city block committing a crime. You're out in the boonies committing this crime. So catching them is the hard part. I do still think it's very prevalent. It's just being able to find that in the resources we have. And there's only a few of us out here. So it's a little bit harder to, to follow up on some of these bigger crimes like that. Yeah. How, how many livestock officers are there anyway? So we have eight total in the state. Um, I believe three of them are tied up in the office. You know, that's our chief and our investigator and then our lieutenants and stuff like that. Really? So there's, so there's how many? Eight? Eight total. Correct. Yeah. Eight total. Yep. And then we also have our inspectors. They control the movement of livestock. So if you're going uh-huh. to the sale barn or you're selling a couple of cows to your neighbor, so-and-so, right. um, they, they kind of write those um, inspection papers for them. Very cool. Yeah. And so you, you, you guys, you deal with, do you deal with brand inspection, that kind of stuff too at all? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So we do that as well. Um, we're, we're always out on the road doing that stuff. So, um, over at Rancho Rio all the time, sending their cattle to and from places and everything, um, assisting the inspectors when need be basically. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, uh, they have a lot of rope and steers out there through the season. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all, it always catches my eye when there's a truck and trailer going down the road and I'm like, I don't know if I've seen those cows before, um, <laughs> but we, we basically get eyes on every cow in the state some way, shape or form. Yeah, that's cool. Now, how big how big is your territory that you that you cover? Um, so of course I'm the young one and probably the dumb one in the department. So <laughs> I keep on saying yes, um, but I cover about four counties or little slivers of them, I should say, because I I'm up in Gila County, up towards Payson right. and Young in that country, and then I work my way back down into the valley, across North Phoenix into Yavapai County. Um, but basically. If you guys know where Tonto Basin is to Baghdad, yes. that's basically my major strip that I work. Gotcha. Now, and and when you, when you're out there, do, are these just patrols that you do, or are you sent on specific cases, or a combination of both? It it's really a combination of both. So we we have a normal dispatch system, just like your local police departments do. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing is, um, you know, it could be a welfare check just on a horse that is laying down in the sun and it looks right. dead. Right. Um, or we're going out there to, to facilitate a livestock inspection or we're following up on a case and doing some interviews and stuff like that. So it's, it's really a combination of everything, patrolling all the time. Um, you just never know what you're going to get into. Right, right. Yeah, that, uh, that reminds me of a few things uh, when we were in California in, in terms of 
you know, a- an animal looking like it's not healthy or something. And mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a friend out there, and his dad was a vet, <clears throat> and they had a big ranch um, off Tassara Road in, in the East Bay area. And anyway, they started building all these condominiums out there across from their ranch, and they had rope and steers and all kinds of stuff. So they got the uh, animal control called on them for their steers not being healthy. And it's like, well, they're Mexican Coriani steers, and they look like that, and they can survive on cactus and and yeah. But anyway, uh, you you've been you've been seeing any of that here in uh, in Arizona? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the time in the metro areas like that, it's it, it's an education part on the animal owner as well as the the people that are calling in the reporting party is. Um, right. Whether it be, you know, a horse with no shaders laying out in the sun and we have to educate them and say, you know, that horse is laying out there because it's trying to keep the flies off of it in the middle of the day or whatever. And right. so it's a little thing. So we can be driving by, just honk the horn and the horse stands up and, you know, we go about our ways. Um, right. Other days it, it can be pretty serious and we have to do some follow-up investigations and uh, possibly seize the horse if it's serious enough or right. whatever animal it is. But yeah. Right. Gotcha. Now, do you guys make many arrests in in your in your field, or we do. Um, our work is more detective based, so it's not right. like um, you know we're running red and blue lights everywhere we go, um, fighting crime that kind of way. It's a little more methodical and thought out. So right. our investigations and arrests may um, they're called a cite and release. So they're basically mm-hmm. given a court date, everything like that, kind of like you would with a criminal traffic stop if you're gotcha. doing you know, twenty over or something like that. Um, it, in serious crimes, we do make our arrest and take them to jail. Um, right. But most of the time it's a site release with a court date. Right. Right. Now the other thing cool about your job too, is, uh, you get to wear a cowboy hat all the time, right? All the time. Yeah. Blue jeans, yeah. cowboy hat and a gun on my belt. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta love that. Oh yeah. You know, and, um, growing up, uh, I always wanted to be, you know, it's every little boy's dream to be a cop and a, a cowboy. So right. best, best of both worlds right here for sure. And, um, my dad always said, you know, you should be, you'd be gaming fish or something like that. You can wear your gun and you get to wear your, you know, your Wrangler pants and whatnot. Right. So pretty, pretty excited to have this job at such a young age. So that's very cool. How long have you been doing it now? Uh, just about five years now. So I think we're at four and a half years. Um, but, and how, how long were you with Buckeye? You know, with Buckeye, I had just started my FTO program. So I was just in the field training phase. I graduated the academy. I think in total, I was there eight months. Okay. Um, really, I really enjoyed my time over there and everything. And I just realized it wasn't my passion to be there. It was, it was a very cool opportunity to get there and stuff. And I learned a lot with them. Um, right. But once this job opened up, it was, you know, it was the perfect fit. Yeah. Very, very cool. Anybody else in your family in, in law enforcement at all? Or? Um, we have my dad and my grandfather. My grandfather was a Maricopa County Sheriff's Officer for, I believe, 15 or 20 years. And my dad, uh-huh. as well, he was a military police officer in the, the Army. So, oh, he was? Mm-hmm. Very so cool. kind of following in their footsteps. Um, but it was one of those fluke things that just ended up working out and being a pretty good deal in the end. Yeah, a- absolutely. I actually... Um, uh, my wife and I, our, our youngest son, he actually just uh, uh, interviewed and, and took the test for uh, for a sheriff's department out in, in California. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Contra Costa County. So he's kind of going through that process. He was in the Marines as well mm-hmm. for four years. So, um, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty excited about it. We're trying to get him to come over here to Arizona though, but uh, yeah, Arizona's so. way better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A little bit of an oven right now, but we can't complain too much. Well, it's hot over there right now too, though. I've, I've been talking to several, my son and several other people as well. Um, uh-huh. it's, it's hot over there right now, but, uh, Anyway, yeah, our, our oldest son's here, but our youngest son's still there. He's married. And, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, and going into law enforcement right now uh, is, is kind of a, a crazy time with all this <laughs> weird stuff that's going on. Um, but uh, being in, in your line of work, uh, it's not like you're having to go down there on any of those protests or anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, we were put on call a couple times with my military unit. Um, oh, were you? There and oh, stuff that's like okay. That. So I, I kind of see both sides of it a lot of the time. And I, I still have a lot of good friends and contacts in um, some closer city agencies and stuff like that. But right. uh, I'm extremely thankful because I'm pretty young. We just got, I just got married and right. um, pretty blessed to be in this line of work where it's not, I'm not dealing with the, those kind of people. Um, yeah. You know, most of the time we got um, this industry really takes care of each other all in all. Right. So, right. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, well, we're a hundred percent back to blue, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just—I I know this—we'll get through all this stuff here. It's just pretty crazy, though. People thinking defund the police and oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, my God, yeah, yeah. The government definitely doesn't want I mean, it, the the amount of training that it takes for us, and like I was saying before, we're already hard enough to find this—that perfect blend of a law enforcement officer and a, a cop, or a, I'm sorry, right, um, a cowboy. Um, right, because it's not every day you can teach them how a cow moves, or it's something you you got to work around and be raised right. around to really see that kind of thing. So yeah, and, now, and we're, we're there a lot with those city agencies and stuff like that, just teaching them little things like, hey, I know there's a cow on the road, but we can't have our red and blue lights on in the middle of the night. That cow's gonna right. lose his mind real quick. So right. it's little things like that. Yeah. Now, do you ever get to haul a horse with you? Yeah, actually, um, oh gosh, it was probably about a month ago. Um, we had some fence cutting issues between two ranchers and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And so uh, it, it's one of those things. It's kind of the officer's discretion. If I could, I'd haul my horse around with me every day. Right. Um, love being <laughs> horseback and stuff. But right. uh, yeah, we got to see some gorgeous country. I think we rode in 17 miles, I think, where I was tracking it. And you're so, kidding. Yeah. So it was, it was a long day for both me and my horse, but, um, those, I think those are the days that you remember best and yeah. so it definitely makes the, the days worth it rather than beaten t- through town and stuff like that. But it's pretty fun always. Yeah. Now were you by yourself? No, I was actually with the rancher that had made that call. Um, gotcha. So I rode out with him and everything and he kind of showed me a couple places that he was concerned with, um, neighbors, cows on them. So, I was just, it was one of those things where it's an informational call um, right. out there taking notes and stuff like that. So it's always important to, to be out there with the ranchers and let them know that you're not just a normal cop that's going to take that call and forget about them. Um, right. Yeah. Because there's only so much of us, we have to have that customer service aspect to them. Right. So we're that, right. I mean, we're always out there with them, um, fighting the good fight with them. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I got the opportunity this year to a little bit over here 
I mean, I I haven't signed anything yet. I don't know if you do you know Tony Thompson. He's the head wrangler over there at Rancho de los Caballeros. The, okay, uh, yeah, I think I met him once yeah. twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we became friends. You know, I shaped a bunch of hats for him, and and then he had a had a, a men's group out there that we were going to on Monday nights. But anyway, so he told me, he goes, hey, he goes, you want to come over here and work as a wrangler this this season? He goes, yeah, just part time, whatever you want to do. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, that that's always pretty fun and stuff. And yeah, we definitely get lots of opportunities to. Um, I mean, we can't really capitalize on them or anything, but we get plenty of ranchers that are like, "Hey, come work with us," you know, a day or two or something. Or right. Um, it's like, well, as much as I want to, it, it's important to remain impartial, you know, and right, stuff like right. that. But before we're out there doing an inspection or something, we have some of us have no issues, you know, throwing down a calf and holding an iron on them or something like that. So right. it, it's always fun to be out there with those guys during that time. Our shipping season's always fun. So we definitely do get to do a little bit of work, um, but not as much as we want to sometimes. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So, hey, um, speaking of cowboy hats and stuff, do you have a favorite brand, cowboy hat? You know, um, I work for the government, so my bank account doesn't let me pick a favorite one. But uh, <laughs> anyone that sits good on my head, I like. <laughs> now, do they, do they buy them for you? So they offer, they give us a uniform allowance. Um, gotcha. So, which is really nice and everything. So they kind of let us pick and choose what it is. And the nice thing about our uniform is I wear it every day anyways. Yeah. So I kinda, it kind of pays for my clothes all around. Yeah, um, that's very that's Yeah, so very it works cool. out pretty good. How about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots? You know, my favorite thing are my Twisted X's right now. Um, my little TP creepers, as I call them, and <laughs> allows me to get around quiet and <laughs> catch those bad guys. No, right. um, like I, I got a nice custom pair um, out of Texas, out of um, Bustamante boots, and okay. those have been real good to me. Mm-hmm. And then I got my Hondo riding boots. I think those have been probably the most comfortable boots I've had in a long time. Um, but my Twisted X's, I, you know, I'm in those things all day and uh, pretty comfortable to get around all day in. Yeah. How about cowboy movies? You got a favorite Western? Oh, gosh. I, I got to say my favorite one's got to be the Cowboys um, with John Wayne. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, kind of grew up watching that one, and that's that one's just always been impartial to me. So yeah. got to say that one's my favorite. Very cool. And now and I, now you work just a regular 40-hour week, or you guys work overtime, or what? How does so that work? We're, we're on call, and – so we're always um, middle of the night, truck rolls over, something like that, cow stuck in a cattle guard, um, anything like that. Rancher shipping at 4 a.m. to get those cows and beat the heat. Right. Uh, any, any time we're kind of – we set our own schedules, I should say. Right. Um, so we usually work a Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 job, but it's all determining on what, what the ranchers need and when they need us. Yeah. And okay. I think that's the important part. Um, you know, nobody likes Big Brother spying in on them. And right. so it's one of those things where we want to convey that we're there to help. And it's better to have one of us on the government than some government official that doesn't know what they're doing. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, we're getting oh, yeah. uh, close to the end of our time here. And so we, we got we to set up that ride along again. Yeah, I'm always here. We got plenty, like I said, we got plenty of roads to travel and everything like that and um, plenty of follow-up calls. So um, 
I got plenty of sticker badges. So we'll get you all <laughs> taken care of. All right, Garrett. Well, hey, man, I, I appreciate you coming on. Really enjoyed talking with you, and uh, we'll definitely get that set yeah, up. And, sure. then, uh, and I'll be seeing you around town anyway here. Oh, yeah. I'm always beating through Wickenburg, so flag me down somewhere down the road. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Well, hey, well, good talking with you, and then we'll catch up later. Sounds good. Thank you, Dan. You bet. Hey, don't forget to check out the sponsor of the podcast, The Cow Lot, at thecowlot.com. They are all about service, quality, honesty, and integrity, the Western way of life, how you wear it, and how we preserve it. Be sure and check them out and tell them Dan at the Modern Cowboy Podcast sent you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock. And I'd down a cooler, I'd drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs, $20,000 horses, then there's my old stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the Roman Hill. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. You were always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the Roman Pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the Roman Pen Down